1: is second amendment friday on america first with dr g
0: my engineer just asked me if i approve of that music it's Britpop, pop alex where did you get that music from who sent it to you i got it from your super secret playlist right you got it from me so it's got to be the best music on the planet or in the known universe right yes sir The Eurythmics, classic. Okay, dear friends, it's Friday! It's Second Amendment Friday. It's Ask Dr. G Anything. Eric, will you get uh, Brent's number and call him back? Because we've got these guests. I want to take his call, but I don't want to keep him waiting. He's a good guy, so uh, we'll call him back at the um, second half of the uh, hour. But first it is Second Amendment Friday. Car Firearms is our Second Amendment sponsor and they're fighting for America. Their executives stand with us here at America First and are willing to put their brand's reputation on the line for our liberty. Support our Second Amendment Friday sponsor. Check out their amazing line of weapons at kahr.com. I carry a nine wheel car every single day but they also own the iconic Desert Eagle line. Yes, the Deagle, the mighty Deagle as well as the auto ordnance historic weapons including the M1 car combine the legendary tommy gun and the venerable 1911 check them all out kahr.com can't wait to see those guys in a shot show in vegas in a couple of weeks time it's kahr.com kahr.com um you have oh super all right so in life uh, allegedly i'm supposed to be a very scary person jesse waters called me the scariest person in uh, television but I'm really soft and cuddly, um, and I do have a sense of humor, but I don't know if I'm as affable as a certain White House colleague of mine who even puts up with this kind of stuff. Play cut. Okay?
2: And our president will not
3: be deterred.
2: In his fight against red.
3: Lambs. <laughs> Does anybody else
0: have any questions? Uh, Radical moose lambs. is a <laughs> kind of terrorism guy, I love that. Especially when she picks up, I think that's lamb chop, is the, the stuffed animal. Why do I mention that? Because I was communicating with the person who was being impersonated there, and he texted me a GIF of that skit. Because... He's a funny guy, and he doesn't have an ego, and that's why we love him. Sean Spicer on deck. Happy New Year, Sean.
2: Happy New Year, brother. Yeah, uh, let's just, it, it, impersonated would be a kind way. I'd say mocked. Uh, <laughs> but come but, on,
0: it's for, I, can, I was watching your face while we played that clip. You were smiling.
2: It, well, you know, it is funny. Uh, I mean, just. <laughs> It's actually sad considering the context. We were making fun of of protecting the country from people that, that didn't have the vetting necessary to come in. And now we're having the Houthis. Fire stuff at us. Uh, we are in quite a different world than we were when oh, when we were being mocked for for keeping the world safe back then, my friend.
0: Yeah, we. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you 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 just put a downer on the mood right there. We are in a very well, very different it world.
2: Just it's clear. I, as much as I'm, fu- I, I love a good uh, joke. Whatever. You're the text that pre preceded that was moose lambs. So I sent the gift back to you. So I just want to know, I don't send, just wake up sending gifts of Melissa McCarthy for fun although no no but but i
0: appreciate we appreciate that you're one of the few people in this stinking city who doesn't have you know an ego larger than their iq there's an old hungarian phrase many of these people could commit suicide by jumping off their ego onto their iq um he is the host of you like that right he's the host of the sean spicer show sean follow him at sean spicer Uh, author of numerous works including the briefing check them all out but watch his show super important sean um I want to get you on because we've been going back and forth and you've been doing some great commentary on social media about the primaries, about the debates. And I want you to share your wisdom as a you know, professional communicator who stood at the podium for the president. Here's a little reminder of um, a recent uh, contretemps between two people who think they should be president. Let's start with, uh, let's start with the governor of Florida.
4: She doesn't articulate how this comes to an end, except she was asked uh, after the last debate uh, by, I believe, Megan Kelly. And she said, you bring it to an end by bringing Ukraine into NATO. But, of course, we're a NATO country. So if you bring Ukraine into NATO, that puts the United States at war. Megan said that to her. And then she basically gave a word salad uh, as to how you go from there. So they have sent cash. Uh, She supports this $106 billion that they're trying to get through Congress. Where's some of that money going? They've done tens of billions of dollars to pay salaries for Ukrainian government bureaucrats. They've paid pensions for Ukrainian retirees with your tax dollars. We've got homeless veterans. We have all these problems. This is the U.N. way of thinking, that we're somehow globalists and we have unlimited resources to do. You know, I think here's the problem. You can take the ambassador out of the United Nations, but you can't take the United Nations out of the ambassador. Ouch, that
0: hurt. You can take the ambassador out of the UN, you can't take the UN out of the ambassador. What was her hang on, what was her response? She must have paid a lot of money for a new website cuz she repeated this URL I don't know how many times during the debate. Hit it.
2: You're going to find out tonight that there's going to be a lot of Ron's lies that have happened. There are at least a couple of dozen so far that he's done. So what we're going to do is rather than have him go and tell you all these lies, you can go to DeSantisLies.com and look at all of those. There's at least two dozen lies that he's told about me, and you can see where fact checkers say exactly what's going to happen and exactly why it's wrong. So it will cover the fact that he's only mad about the donors because the donors used to be with him, but they're no longer with him now.
0: So whether it's arguing about the cost of the drapes in her office or go to DeSantisLives.com, I'm not really impressed with these primaries. You're an old hand. You know this system. What about you, Sean?
2: So two things. Number one, shameless plug. On Monday on the Sean Spicer show, which you can get on Rumble and YouTube, I'm going to do a full breakdown of the road to the nomination. You need 1,215 delegates to get there. I'm gonna walk through every how, how that process works right. so that if people right. wanna see it, it's just shameless plug there. Secondly, I had our fellow colleague and old friend Steve Bannon on my show the other day. And we were talking about the utility of these debates. And at the end, Steve said to me, "You know, is there anything that you think you and I disagree on? And I said, yeah, I actually think the debates have been helpful. And Steve looked at me the way that you know how he looks. He's like, "What are you talking about, Spicer? How have these debates been a good idea?" And I said, "Because it, it exposed all of this." Yeah. Right now, if if they if there hadn't been debates, Desantis and Haley and Asa Hutchinson and Doug Burgum and Tweedledee and Tweedledum <laughs> would all be saying, "Oh, Trump Trump didn't. You know, they, they, there was no competition for this, and there was a coronation." Right now. We get these clips and you go, Oh, wait, that's the contrast with Donald Trump? Yeah. Okay. I now the the ever I said to Steve, the thing is, every time there's been a debate, Donald Trump's strength has grown. Why? Because people get to see an alternative and they say, Okay, now I get it. Maybe I didn't fully appreciate the context. And now I get to see this and remember the strength and the results of Donald Trump.
0: So what did your fe- fellow naval officer react when you said that? Because I think you're on the money there.
2: He he said, you know what? You've actually got a good point. And I said, that's my thing. I said, I think everybody realized, Like, looks at him and said, Matt, exactly the reaction that you and I had to that little exchange, which is you got to be kidding me. But when you see it, you go, it's not that you just react to either Haley or DeSantis. You go, wow. OK, in that context, yeah. when that debate was going on, I literally had the remote in my hand. And I kept flipping from Fox. To the debate, Fox to the debate. And I watched a man sit on a stool that looked like he was deftly handling these questions with Iowa voters. And he it was a huge contrast. I was like, okay, that's Donald Trump sitting there taking these questions, swatting them away, and saying and engaging in folks. He gave the single best answer on how Republicans can go on offense on the abortion yes. on the Roe v. Wade yes. issue. And yeah. My point is, when you get to see everybody on stage, then you get to say, "Oh, I get it." It's like you know, Seb. Sometimes I see something in a magazine, like a piece of clothing, or that looks really good, and then I remember that the model is six foot four and one (laughs) hundred and forty pounds, and I'm five six and uh, not one (laughs) hundred and forty pounds, and I go, "On me, it does not look as good." So. Out of context, the shirt or the sweater or the pants look really nice. You put them on me and you go, nah, I don't think so. I think that sometimes you have to see it to understand right. and appreciate right. the contrast. And so for me, and Steve ultimately agreed, he said, you know what, you're right. It's actually now that we've got to see it, that that really shows us the alternatives that we have.
0: Well, that was superb. It was just far too short. Um, can after you drop your amazing analysis on Monday on you know, Rumble and YouTube for Sean Spicer, can we get you back on this show for a longer discussion to break it all down?
2: Oh yeah, I love it. Yes. Hundred percent. Okay. I always enjoy. You've got a great audience and uh, And by the I way, promise I you
0: it. no Melissa McCarthy next time. <sighs> all right. <laughs> but maybe photograph but I maybe have photographs have, of I, you in a frilly lime green shirt. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe. I, I,
2: I literally was about to say, I'm going to type what I think you're going to go do next. (laughs) we'll compare those on Monday. And I was going to say, you're going Dancing with the Stars. So I knew it. Subscribe
0: right now. Follow this guy, The Sean Spicer Show. He's one of the good guys. SeanSpicer.com. At Sean Spicer on social media. That was fun. It's a kind of Friday thing. He's a good guy. He's a lot of fun. I'm Sebastian Gorka. Next up, another downer. Let's talk hoothies. Let's talk about national security. This is America First.
1: America first. Magnificent.
0: One of my excellent team members asked me about, what's this Houthi thing yesterday? What's going on there? And my standard reply was, all initial reports from the battlefield are incorrect. Rule number one, wait 24 hours, preferably 48, and then we'll analyze, especially if in that time period... Jim is in studio. So we'll get all the answers momentarily. If you love this show as much as we love making it for you, and if three hours a day, five five days a week is not enough, join us for the Patriots Alaska Cruise. If you missed our trip to Israel, to the Holy Land a year ago, this time we're going a little bit closer to home, to the most beautiful State of the Union for the July 4th weekend. Join us for a cruise, June 29th to July 6th. We'll be discussing the geopolitics of the last three years under Biden, what it's going to take to wrest back the republic. And you'll get to ask me questions. We'll get to know each other. I love, you know, getting to meet you, our listeners. We took 350 of you to the Holy Land. Book your cabin today. Don't miss out on the trip of a lifetime, Seb and the Patriots Alaska Cruise banner. I haven't been to Alaska. I've never been on a cruise. I'm 53. That's crazy. Seb Join me, Katie Jennifer Horn, and some surprise MAGA guests, S E B G O R K A, Seb Gorka.com. and click on the Patriots Alaska Cruise. All right, it is Friday. We have to talk foreign policy and national security with the senior counselor to the president of the Heritage Foundation, Jim. Um, <laughs> Let's just start with um, the Lloyd Austin debacle. And this response, things are getting a little bit testy in the White House. This is uh, Kabul Kirby getting a little heated when asked about um, the Farrago. Cut, where is this? Is this six? Cut six.
4: I do not have a different
2: answer to you today than I did to your colleague on Monday. There is a process by which cabinet officials uh, and their location is tracked by the Situation Room, uh, there is a check-in every morning uh, where their general location I- is
3: known and, and, uh, and, and logged and, uh, and reported. Your general location. Each of these principals is issued, I assume, is issued a, a mobile phone. I'm sure you have one. I know Kareem has well, one. Let me stop you right there. We're not going to track the
2: GPS coordinates on somebody's mobile phone uh, in the administration, and we're not going to plant a microchip in their neck like they're a poodle. They check in every day. And we know where they are, uh, and that's and, and I, I, I leave it at that.
0: It's weird because the FBI used phone cell tracking for people who were around on January the sixth in DC, but you can't do it with cabinet members. What are they, poodles with chips in their neck? Uh, Jim, let, let's you know no politics, but this is serious, isn't it? If you look at the international situation,
3: yeah. So we should talk about what's. Serious about this, you know. As someone you know who was in the military for 25 years, who served in the Pentagon with a guy who was a member of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, right, and was around all this stuff, um, would would I would I be concerned that the national chain of command, which runs from the president through the Secretary of Defense to the combatant commanders in the field, the chairman is not actually part of the chain of command. He's just um, he just passes. Really, his role is to pass. And and to pass, you know, they, they they do write them, but pass the decisions and the from the directives from the from the president, and the national command authority, which includes the SECDEF to the commanders in the field. In this case, it would be CENTCOM. Was I ever worried that that was that that chain was was broken or compromised? Probably not. Did, did we lose control of our nuclear weapons? Probably not. <laughs> okay. Here's what worries me, right? Or here's what bothers me. Actually, we were just talking about the Band of Brothers TV show. Um, this was so inappropriate from the sense of transparency and accountability. And if anybody, if there's anybody in this cabinet that should have known better, it should have been Lloyd Austin. As a military officer whose basic traffic is selfless service and responsibility and to live, you know, the West Point motto of, you know, you, you do lie, cheat or steal or anything like the. A military officer more than anybody else would understand the importance of transparency and accountability. And never compromise. When I was a, a second lieutenant, I lost, uh, you know, like the thing that goes in the 45, the the, the magazine, the magazine, right? <laughs> I lost a magazine of 45. Ooh. Okay, that that is a that is 25 cents worth of ammunition. Right. So I lost 25 cents. Worth. Oh, it was a full mag. Yeah, it was a full mag. So I lost okay. 25 cents worth of ammunition, right? But because I was the property officer and it said that any loss of ammunition had to be reported and be held accountable I reported myself <laughs> and was held for 25 cents right? right because that because if anybody was not going to do something wrong me, as I should set the example. For, so I reported myself for losing twenty-five cents worth of government property. So,
0: so Carafano wrote up Carafano, right?
3: And, and I, there was a, there was actually an investigation. And at some point, somebody said, "You know, we have wasted way more than twenty-five cents here. <laughs> Let's just forget about the whole thing." But the point was, is Lloyd Austin, you know, he, he was he was he had cancer surgery. He was in the hospital, and and if anybody should have said, "I need to make sure everybody knows and understands us and how the chain of command," it was him because that's how you set the example. He didn't do that. It is frustratingly wrong, but it's just a reminder once again that I think Millie and Austin have become poster child for, for, the, for the corruption and the dark side of the officer corps, which has lost its core and focus of selfless service and getting out of politics and not being another political puppet. And I, I think it's just a complete and utter disgrace.
0: I think we got an answer there. Um, after 25 years, I'm got to ask this question. Doesn't that behavior just reverberate through the military? Because they know what he did. Doesn't it send a very negative, well, well if he can do that...
3: Well, this is a problem that we had. You know, and I, you know, I was in the Pentagon uh, that in the 1990s when um, Clinton was the president who, who really didn't have a, a proper conception of civil-military relations and how that was supposed to work. And very senior officers who struggled with this notion of supporting your president, um, who you're constitutionally sworn to support, but but doing your constitutional duty as an officer of the U.S. military and your and your allegiance, which is sworn to the Constitution, and balancing that, and watching these guys did that. And one of the reasons why I actually thought they thought they did pretty well is these were guys that were majors in um, in Vietnam, yeah, and they saw what. What general officers had done, what happened to the respect? You know, in the in the '60s, the respect for the military was in the the bottom, right? You know, by the '90s, it was it was the most respected government institution there is. Um, so I've saw people do it right, uh, and and but they were products of the system, right? Yeah. And so I do believe that if you if you clean if when we when we throw these bums out and say. We need to go back to responsible military decorum and behavior. The, the people that will applaud you most will be the people wearing uniforms.
0: Yeah. Wow. Beautifully put. Uh, Follow this man right now, at J.J. Carafano. The organization is the Heritage Foundation, 51 years young. Heritage.org, join today. We're going to explain what's happening with the Houthis, the UX, UK action, next here on America First. If you enjoy the show, make sure you are following us on all social media. Just look for Seb Gorka or Sebastian Gorka on all the usual sites, Truth Social, Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter, Telegram. You can watch the show on your Roku, your Fire Stick, and as of December, on your Samsung television, or just get the Salem News Channel app. And uh, also, don't forget my Substack. Brand new article went up there yesterday, sebastiangorka.substack.com. Original content by me and direct access to me, sebastiangorka.substack.com. And if you enjoy the deep dive, the discussion with the real experts... Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gawker, America First. Leave us a five-star review. Share the links with your friends. We'll be back with Jim after these messages.
4: I do think it's important to highlight that we have taken some immediate steps to uh, ensure that when there is a transfer of authority, uh, that that the, the right people know as quickly as possible uh, and that it includes a reason why that transfer of authority included. No. The last thing I would say on that, it's also very, very important to understand at no time through any of this was there any uh, degradation in the command and control of the Department of Defense. At no time was there a national security risk.
0: Even when he's under the knife at Walter Reed and his deputies on vacation in Puerto Rico and I guess doesn't have a cell phone. That's Major General Reed is saying uh, steps have been taken why? We have continuity of government systems. We have chain of command, national command authority systems. Why did, why did steps have to be taken? We are still confused. I'm Sebastian Gawker. This is America First. It's Second Amendment Friday. And we are delighted to thank every single Friday the amazing support we get from car firearms. They're fighting for America and their executives stand with us here at America First and put their brand's reputation on the line to stand for our shared liberty. Please support our Second Amendment Friday sponsor. sponsor. Check out their amazing line of concealed carry weapons. I carry a nine-wheel car every single day. But they also have the iconic Desert Eagle line, the Deagle, you know, from all those movies with Schwarzenegger, and the historic American auto ordinance with the M1 carbine, the Tommy gun, the 1911, and so much more. Check them all out at kahr.com. That's kahr.com. All right, uh, we're going to solve it in the next six minutes. Uh, Yemen, uh, Houthi what's going on Colonel well, Carafano you know, doctor you said Carifano.
3: something really interesting in the last thing we were the last segment um about let's wait till the dust settles and you know and we were also talking about World War II generals during the break and, and so one of the most competent generals during the break that a lot of people have forgotten is a guy named Mantonetti who had a very famous well he, very saying he would say all the time which is things are never half as good or half as bad as the first reports into the command post so yeah you kind of um, you know, when people say, well, what's your reaction to this? I mean, we, we can do this one of two ways. I mean, there are no do-overs. So how we got here to today, yeah. you know, we can debate that, but it doesn't change the past, right? But if you're asking me, like, where do we go from here? Uh, look, I'm not really privy, you know, what are the target sets? Uh, that's kind of important. Um, what were the intended effects? Never explained by the U.S. government, by the way. And, Which is important. Yeah, and, and then also, what are the back channels? Because as, as you know... Even though we don't have relations with the Houthis or with Iran, we have all these back channels, and we're constantly doing this and using them. And so unless you have all that context, it's really, really very difficult. But here is, as long as you're on the anger anger management uh, (laughs) hour at the Gorka (laughs) Foundation, here's what really makes me angry. Let it out, Jim. Which is, the President of the United States couldn't be bothered to spend five minutes with the American people and said, I have put innumerable men and women in the armed forces in harm's way. Right. For your interests, let me take a few minutes, because there's nothing in the news on this other than what's on you know X postings, to explain to you what we are doing, why we are doing it, what I intend to accomplish, and now you can go, you know, go about your day. Just tell us. You, and in a day in which the president had nothing on his agenda yeah. and was heading off for a long weekend, he couldn't spend... Five minutes talking to the American people. I just think that's obscene, to be
0: honest. Don't you think that also applies in some way, some kind of discussion or just a contextualization of the more than 100 attacks on U.S. forces.
3: Absolutely. And and, and the fact that he's back on the road today going to a coffee shop, Yeah. right?
0: To where, he, where he says, I'm from the government, the, I'm a senator. Right. He and said that
3: and my favorite one was, he goes, who wants a coffee? It's on me, which we all know he will never actually. <laughs> but... You know, it's it's so you can do a political. You you can take off a lot on a long weekend. You can go to do a political event. by, by the way, when he, like going into the coffee shop, it looked like it was a reception in an assisted living facility. Yeah. Um, this is it's just wrong, and Priorities. it's not. And it's not a part. You look. I'm not even a Republican. I, I I I don't have politics. I live in D.C. My vote doesn't count. Um, this is. This is wrong. It is just wrong. Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative—it's a requirement of the job just to tell the American people
0: why our forces are in harm's way. But here's its a, a, it's a minimum.
3: I mean, look. But here's a guy where the people say, "Well, he spent four of his time, forty percent of his time on vacation." On contrary, that's totally wrong because the president typically goes to work at ten and he's done by two, which means he only works half days. Right. So literally, <laughs> literally, he has spent more time yeah. off, off in the White House yeah. than he has working in the White House. He's America's first part-time president so he he has time to go to to ohio to see a disaster scene he has time to go to the border to look at the border he he has time to do all these things he doesn't do them because either he's physically and mentally incapable or because he really doesn't believe in the american people and when you listen now to their 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 talking points their talking points are americans are too stupid to realize how great our great leader is—that's oh, oh,
0: that oh, is—we oh, actually the, have that audio. We'll we'll play that for you next. Um, we need to. Can we have you back on Monday? I know you've been on the Manhood Hour, but let's talk about the military ethos. Let's talk about West Point. Let's talk about all that you've experienced
3: and seen. Can we can we unpack this on MLK Day? Sure. Just don't tell my wife. My actually, it's a great day to do that because um, Martin Luther King, really pre 1965, was actually. If you talked about a moral selfless leader, not that not that he wasn't fatally flight. Save, save it for the radio. But but that's a good day to talk about the Love responsibility. To leave.
0: And I won't tell your wife. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. If you're in daily pain, if you've tried everything else, do yourself a favor. Do what I did five years ago now. As of this January, I started taking relieffactor morning and evening. I lost my lower back pain. I haven't looked back since. You need to find out if you could be the next success story. It's super easy. Order the three quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It costs 19.95. If you prorate that, yeah, I can even do that math. Nineteen ninety-five over three weeks? That's less than a dollar a day. You can't even get a McDonald's cup of coffee for that. one 800 relief Call today or go to relieffactor.com. That's 1-800-473-5433, relieffactor.com. It is Second Amendment Friday on America First, brought to you by Car Firearms. Complacency is a weakness that we patriots cannot afford. For that reason, Carr Firearms is teaming up with America First in 2024. Carr believes Americans shouldn't be afraid to publicly stand up for our freedoms. This is about more than being a gun enthusiast. This is a very personal issue as we struggle for the soul of America. Carr wants America First listeners to know that they are not afraid to publicly support Second Amendment Friday. Check out their amazing line of weapons at kahr.com. I carry a nine-millimeter car every single day. They also own the iconic line of Desert Eagle Deagles, plus the historic auto ordinance, including the M1 Carbine, the legendary Thompson, and the venerable 1911. Check them all out for yourself at kahr.com. That's kahr.com. All right. uh, It's a significant victory for the Second Amendment. It really came in a rather unheralded fashion, but we need to celebrate it here on America First, and we're going to do it with Travis White. Welcome back from the organization who's done most to fight for this. It is the Firearms Regulatory Accountability Coalition. Happy Friday, Travis.
5: It's good to be back on, Sebastian. I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, come back on your show.
0: So let's uh, put an image up of the thing we are about to discuss. First, we have, it looks so dangerous. I mean, it looks exactly like a thermonuclear bomb. In fact, it is a piece of rubber with a little Velcro strap on it. It is a pistol brace that can be put on an AR-15 with a short barrel or an AK uh, and makes it more stable, easier to use, especially for veterans who have lost a certain manual dexterity. That's why it was originally... Invented. It was completely legal for many years. The ATF, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms, said, Oh, yes, that's uh, an absolutely legal item. You can add it to your weapon. And then unilaterally, without any legislative action being taken, they said, No, that turns your pistol into a rifle that's short barreled and you must register it or destroy the brace or you automatically become a felon, which would have meant what, maybe 30 million, uh, 40 million Americans who had bought these products overnight becoming felons. Travis, what is the status of that outrageous decision by the ATF?
5: Well, there's three main points I'll make, Sebastian. Um, the rule has not fared well in courts, as to be expected. Uh, the courts are starting to really nail the uh, the def- death nails through this rule. Um, it's currently got a number of court cases pending, mainly out of of Texas and here in North Dakota, we've got a number of injunctions issued across the country. One of them, uh, the Brito case down there in Texas, the judge stayed the rule in its entirety. So we still have to play these cases all the way through, go through all the motions as they say, uh, and defend this on appeal. But for all by all appearances, this rule is on its way to the graveyard of the APA.
0: So what? Let, let, talk to us about what that means for those who aren't lawyers for 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 layman like me a judge staying some measure sounds like it's just put on ice until a later date when there'll be a final decision what what is the the, the weight of this judge's decision can can the ATF appeal it could these devices uh, retroactively become felonious again what should we say this is a victory is this a battle in the war how should those who think that this is wrong consider the decision
5: i think it's a major victory uh, and it's a major indicator of positive things to come for those seeking regulatory accountability now obviously there is a fairly elaborate court process i mean you have to go on appeal and things like that um and ultimately what it's going what it's going to come down to is getting to a final judgment as this plays out and getting what's known as final rule vacator. but in the meantime this is really the best outcome you can get as this case progresses We've got the rule stayed, and there's a preliminary injunction, the rule stayed in its entirety by that judge down there. And then a number of other judges have stayed it to various extents as well here uh, while the cases are ongoing. So the ATF is is dead in the water right now on this rule based on these federal court interventions, uh, and ultimately I anticipate a victory um, at the end of the day.
0: We're talking to Travis White, CEO of the Firearms Regulatory Accountability Coalition. Check them out at fracaction.org. That's fracaction.org. Travis, this is not um, a surprise to anyone who's followed the ATF, especially under Democrat administrations. This isn't the last time they're likely to try and do something like this retroactively, is it?
5: Well, I think that's... To your point, I, I agree. They'll probably push the envelope as far as we let them, and that's why the the buck has to stop. And the buck stops with group like FRAC. I mean, we we are here to keep an eye on them as a government watchdog and to hold them accountable to the rule of law in the court systems of this country when they get they're out of line.
0: And what do you say to those? Because you know there may be people who listen to this show aren't avid collectors. I mean, I, I, you know, like my pistol braces. Um, here's an old photo of me with one on the the new uh, jackal. Um, that's a, a 300 caliber AR type uh, weapon. Um, if they don't own a weapon like that, that's from Palmetto State. And they well, I'm a duck hunter, or I shoot whitetails, and they say, eh, I don't care about that. Why Why is that the wrong attitude to have to this action from the ATF, Travis?
5: Well, there's major principles at stake. You cannot have government executive branch regulatory agencies acting in this fashion and defying the rule of law. We have, we have Congress to pass laws. We have the judiciary to interpret them and the executive to enforce the law. They're not the lawmaking branch of our government. Uh, and what they've done here is effectively try to make themselves that and pass what is basically law by executive fiat. Yeah. Uh,
0: America would be a much freer place if we didn't have an ATF, right, Travis?
5: Well, I want to be careful about that. I mean, I would certainly consider <laughs> what proposals people could come up with. Um, I am not a big fan of the ATF. They have demonstrated a continued pattern of abuse of the rule of law. So they are they are definitely not... Um, in my good graces, I'll say.
0: I think the old joke applies. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Who's bringing the chips? Follow this man. Support his work at fracaction.org. That's F-R-A-C, fracaction.org. Happy New Year, Travis. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. Let's call that that scallywag back. Let's get Brent on the line, uh, one of our faithfuls. And if you're calling the show... Please do it on a phone that's connected to the only Christian conservative cell phone company in America. It's Patriot Mobile. The other big companies, you know who they are. They're the part of the problem. They're woke. They're left wing. If you're pro-life, you know you're funding abortions by making a call on your cell phone. If you're with one of the big companies, they have donated millions of dollars to Planned Parenthood to gun control organizations, to organizations that hate conservatives. Why would you fund your enemies with every single call you make and every text you send? Switch today, like I did, for all my family's lines, to Patriot Mobile. They have the same nationwide coverage 4G, 5G, a performance guarantee, but they love America like you do, and they support the causes you believe in, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the sanctity of life. Glenn and his team are superb. Switch today. You can keep your old number, keep your old phone, or get an upgrade. PatriotMobile.com slash Gorka, or just go to 972, or just call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-728-7468. PatriotMobile.com slash G-O-R-K-A.
1: Knee deep in the swamp, first place in your hearts, America first with Doctor G. Auto
0: chap, he's really, uh, you know, on the ball. He talked about this cut. I don't know if he knew I had it. Uh, I don't know if he deliberately did it. But Nancy Pelosi is doing the, you know, Ingrid Bergman gaslighting. Biden's really good. He's great. You just don't know it. No, seriously. Cut one.
5: People have to know because their kitchen table needs are what are important to them. And the democracy message relates to the kitchen table. Democracy is a personal issue. Freedom of choice to have when and if you have a family. Uh, freedom to uh, to enjoy your work, have, knowing you have a pension so that your family will be secure. The education of your children, the safety of the environment in which they live. He scores very high on all of those points. And many people are appreciating and enjoying it. They just are not giving him credit for it. And this is uh, what we have to do now is to make sure that not only the president, but other validators come forward. Oh, Eric,
0: I wish I'd realized it like it's all Biden. Biden's doing great. We just we don't realize it's him.
4: I I, yeah, I guess really we should love inflation. We should love high gas prices. We should love DEI and mass migration. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's uh, wonderful.
0: Yeah, yeah. These are not the droids you're looking for. Brent, Los Angeles. Welcome, my friend. Happy Friday. Blessings, good Gorka. What do you have
1: for us today, you patient man? Well, today I am assured by Lady Antoinette that I am joined by millions of loving and compassionate Americans who lower their heads in respect, sympathy, and condolence for our beloved First Lady Melania. Yes. Who together mourn the passing of her wonderful mother, Amalia, And dear Melania must have gleaned much of her grace, charm, and stoic nobility from her wonderful mother. And for me, Melania now fills the royal vacuum left by the passing of Queen Elizabeth. And as such, Melania also inherited the disrespect and degradation of all people of darkness. That New York's evil in Gorin... Heartless, heartlessly separated her beloved husband from her side at her most mournful moment will not be overlooked by God, nor should it be overlooked by decent, compassionate, loving Americans.
0: Beautifully put. I think you might have been reading my, um, my Twitter feed uh, because I said exactly that when Melania, I think we have a photograph of uh, her mother who just passed. That she got uh, clearly so much of her grace from her late mother. Uh, She epitomized grace in the White House, outside of the White House. One of the most elegant, if not the most elegant first ladies we've ever had. May her mother rest in peace. Passed from this mortal coil far too early. Next up, we're going to do something a little bit different. Super important. What happens if he wins? What happens if President Trump wins? Don't touch that dial.